John chapter 5, that's where we are today, and uh, still busy with stepping out, or stepping up, and uh, our next theme will be when we will do a series on an Old Testament book, not Nehemiah, we've been do, going through Nehemiah with, during our time, uh, this month of January, uh, but, uh, you know, during our times of ta- prayers and fasting, and but now we're going to look at the book of Malachi, some po- people call it Malachi, but it's Malachi, <laughs> we know it as Malachi, we're going to look at, but the, it's not this week coming, but the following we're going to do a series on the fact that we need to step up and step out. And that is why we're still on this theme here today. Step out of where you are. John chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. Let's just read together and then the word will be expounded to us today. John chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for a feast of the Jews. Now there is in Jerusalem near the sheep gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? What did you do? The Lord asked you that this morning. Do you want to get well? Sir, he replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the pool is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else gets down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. And so the Jews said to the man who had been healed, it is the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, the man who made me well said to me, pick up your mat and walk. So far may God bless the reading of his precious word. Step out of where we are. We've got to step out, eh? But when we look at this picture here, portrayed to us, Jesus bypasses all the centers of power of Jerusalem and goes to a place where no one has power. No one. This place around the pool is filled with people lying around, waiting for a miracle, hoping for wholeness, hoping for a new life. The Bethesda Spring, that's what it was called, the Bethesda Spring attracted a crowd of the destitute who knew they had come to the end of their rope and the end of their hope. Walking through these corridors of despair. That's Jesus. While walking through these corridors of despair, Jesus meets a man who has been sick for 38 years. 38 years is a long time. It's almost four decades. Isn't it true? To sit on your mat. Oh my goodness sitting on your mat. 
for 38 years. Every day he's the same, waiting, watching, hoping. Have you been there? Not many changes. It's the same routine day after day. Sitting on his mat has become a way of life for this man. I don't know what you are sitting on here this morning. I don't know what issue you are sitting on this morning. I don't know what problem you are sitting on this morning. I don't know what complaint you are sitting on this morning. I don't know what hurt you are sitting on this morning. But whatever it is this morning, Jesus takes the initiative to come to you and to transform your life. Every day is the same, waiting, watching, hoping, sitting, eh? Sitting on his mat. It's become a way of life as, uh, for this man. His life is stagnant. Is that where you are? Stagnant. There was a belief that the pool of water called Bethesda, or there was the spring, the hot springs, eh? had healing properties and that it could change one's life. So he sits on his mat, waiting and watching and hoping that things will change, but for 38 years he did not. But on this very day, he has an encounter with Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus always comes around. He always comes along. And I want to say this in our first point I want to make. In order to step out of where you are, you've got to face your fears. Face your doubts. Face the problem. Face the issue. Stop living and as soon as life. And that's what this man lived. He lived and as soon as life. As soon as the water bubbled, he wanted to move. But that's too late. I'm saying this to us. Stop living and as soon as life. The man in today's story is living and as soon as life. As soon as the water bubbles, then I will get up off my mat. Is that what you are saying? As soon as something happens, this happens, then I will do whatever I have to do. As soon as I get to the water, my life will be better. As soon as I get into the water, my problems will be fixed. Is that where you are this morning? As soon as this happens, as soon as I get a promotion, some say, then I will, uh, I will do more for others than I am doing at the moment. As soon as I, then I will, as soon as this and that happens, as soon as this or that person changes, that's when I will also do whatever I have to. I will, then I will do whatever. That's on your terms, my brother, my sister. It's not on the Lord's terms. That's your terms. As, that as soon as thing is, it's on your terms. It's not on his at all. Meanwhile, life has been put on hold because you're living and as soon as life. The pause button has been pushed. Is that where you are? We sit on our mat. 
self-imprisoned by the circumstances of our lives. Is that where you are? I'm self-imprisoned by the circumstances of our lives. I've placed myself there. The imprisonment is so great here in this situation that when Jesus asks the man, do you want to be made well? The man does not even say yes. Did you see that? Did he say yes? Instead, he offers circumstances and excuses. Makes excuses. He says, as soon as I try, something goes before, someone goes before me or something happens. I ask you again, can we forever blame circumstances? Can we forever just make excuses when we've got to deal with things and face it? The life Jesus offers does not happen as soon as. It happens in this place, in your situation, in other words. In the context, you find yourself at this time, in the circumstances you are. That's when it happens for you, when Jesus comes along. Ask you again this morning, are you still sitting on your mat saying, I'm going to serve the Lord this year. 2023 is going to be different. I'm going to serve him. I'm going to give him my all. And, but you're still sitting on your mat. My brother, my sister, get up. Start doing for the Lord what you have not been doing. That all the things that you have been promising, start doing it. Start living it out. And that's what it's all about when we step up and step out. And we also can be certain that he will help us. He will help us face whatever we need to face and whatever we will face and get through it. He might never give us the complete answers, but he will guide us into the Unknown. Isaiah 48, verse 17b speaks about I, the Lord, will teach you what is best for you. The Lord your God will teach you what is best for you. I will direct you in the way you should go. Whether it's an unknown situation and circumstance to you, he will direct you. I'm not suggesting that the circumstances of our lives here are irrelevant or have no effect. They do affect us. We are, however, more than the circumstances of our lives. In Christ, we are more than the circumstances of our lives. This man decided to face his fears by stepping out of his current situation. How about you this morning? Whatever your current situation is, how about stepping out? Fear, if not confronted, can drown out reason, facts, and faith. You probably have it there in your notes there. But the second point I want to make, you're not going to be here long today. <laughs> I promise you. Step out of where you are. In order to step out, move beyond the safe and the familiar. Verses 8 to 9. 
Move beyond the siphons of the familiar. Jesus does not help the man get into the water. Did Jesus help him get into the water? No. He doesn't, you know, doesn't help him to get into the water. He comes to him on his mat. How do you like that? Right where he is. He comes to him where he's on his mat. The same mat and situation the man so desires to escape. And, and the Lord speaks words of life and resurrection. Isn't that amazing how the Lord works? He speaks life and resurrection to this man. He says to him, get up of your mat. The Lord is saying to us here this morning, get up, my, my child, get up. I've been blessing you. I've been with you. I want to use you in ways you've never thought possible. Make yourself available. Get, get up of your mat. Read where there was once imprisonment when we move beyond the safe and the, the familiar. We want to be safe. You're not going to get anywhere. Any person who was just, uh, uh, you know, just in the safe and the familiar all the time, they become complacent. I cannot remain in the safe and the familiar the child of God, I've got to grow, I've got to progress, I've got to become what the Lord wants me to become. And uh, I'm not going to become anything if I, if I don't move beyond the safe and the familiar. If all you ever do is stay wrapped up in your little cozy cocoon, some people want to just stay wrapped up there in their little cozy cocoon, you will miss out on the riches of God's grace and the treasures waiting for you. In Christ, you can rise above your present circumstances. You can overcome hurdles and obstacles when you step out of your comfort zone. Your real life, my brother and sister, and that is what Jesus was telling this man, your real life is out there waiting for you. Your real life exists beyond the bubble. Remember the bubble of the pool. Beyond the bubble of your own personal fears, feelings, doubts, and beliefs. Your real life, in fact, is the sum total of all the experiences that the Lord has allowed you to be part of on this journey called life. Not just the ones you are comfortable with. Step out of where you are into where he wants to have you. He is ready. I want to say this to you. He's ready to showcase his mighty handiwork in you and make you whole and make you useful for his service. When we let go, let God, what are we doing? We are submitting fully to him. We are letting go of whatever we have been trying to do on our own so that God can do what only he can do in and through us. The devil wants there to be no room left for God in our lives. I want to warn you. 
wants there to be no room left. So he keeps us busy, busy with so many things. And those things are good things that he keeps us busy with. Isn't it true? And we make one excuse after the other. But let me remind you this morning, child of God, the devil wants there to be no room left for him, for God, for not for him, but for the Lord in our lives. Carrying the past around, carrying your hurts around for 38 years, my goodness. That's a long time, eh? How long have you been carrying it? Carrying it around will only take up space for God's goodness, God's grace, God's favor to be evident in our lives. You still with me this morning? Brothers and sisters, if you make yourself available to him, if you step out, you have no idea what God can do unless and until you venture out of your own familiar world and into where the Lord wants you to be at this point in time. Do not settle for the mediocre just to avoid stepping out of your comfort zone this morning. It's too big a price to pay. As you move beyond the safe and the familiar, listen to this, and if you don't remember anything else, remember this. As you move beyond the safe and the familiar, you are expanding your repertoire of spiritual growth. When we talk about repertoire, you are expanding the range of your spiritual growth, the many blessings that's part of your spiritual growth, the many victories that are part of your spiritual growth. Yes, the many challenges as well that will enable you to grow and mature in it. <laughs> Say it again, as you move beyond the safe and familiar, you are expanding your repertoire of spiritual growth and you are broadening the extent of your, your impact considerably further than you could ever imagine. I'd rather the Lord do that in my life, eh? where there's a repertoire, there's a, there are experiences I have in him that I can only have in him because I'm busy growing in his word, growing in him, growing in, in the service that I render to him, growing as his child. And then finally uh, this morning, in order to step out of where you are, you need to learn to overcome delay and stagnation. Verses 9 to 11, you will read about that there. Jesus showed this man, first of all, mercy even before this man knew the Lord. He showed him mercy already. But we learn from these verses, there will, however, be those people that refuse to see the truth even when it is presented to them. Isn't it amazing? Eh? How many times people refuse to see the truth. They know the truth, but they refuse to see it. And they try to justify things. 
truth can only be found in Christ. He says he is the way, the truth, and the life. The Jews hear, must God. Did you hear that? Must God. Because they just focused on the healing on the Sabbath day. <laughs> they just focused on that. Religious rules were more important to them than the miracle of a man being raised. A paralytic, a paralyzed man being raised. Religious rules were more important to them than the miracle. There's a place for those things, probably. But there's nothing that is religious could ever, ever substitute for life in Christ. When it is all about the rules, we miss God. And that is why Luke chapter 9 verse 62 says, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. <laughs> no one. You cannot look back. You cannot delay what you should do. Whatever it is you've got to do, stop delaying it. For as soon as you delay, something else will come up. Isn't it true? And something else, and something else. Eventually, when you want to get back, it's too much of a price to pay then. Isn't it true? So I challenge us here this morning, whatever you have to do for the Lord, don't delay those people delayed, and they, they spoke about r religious rules and rituals, etc., etc. But it did nothing to transform their lives. Such delays can mean you miss, I'll say it again, you miss a God moment. How many God moments have you and I missed? Because we delayed to make a decision to follow the Lord wholeheartedly, to be totally and deeply surrendered to Him. So if we always prioritize other things over what it is God is calling us to, then we are likely to miss the God moments. Have you missed the God moments lately? How many God moments have you missed? I want to remind you again about Satan. Satan does not attack you because of your past. He knows about your past. He will, he will come back to you in terms of the past, even if you've conquered it. He knows about that. He, he, Satan does not attack you because of your past. He troubles you because of your future. See the difference? He knows your past, but he troubles you because of your future. He sees where you are going. He sees what the Lord is going to accomplish through you. He sees the blessings. He sees the victories. And he says, hey, I've got to stop this. I've got to delay this. Now, bear with me because I know what you're thinking. We get there. We'll get there now <laughs> in, terms of, uh, in terms of delay. Yeah. Satan sees, you know, I want to say this, say when Satan sees that he cannot derail you 
He delays you for when you are delayed long enough, he will be able to mislead you or, de or deceive you. But I want to put this in this way. Progress is the plan of God for your life. Delay is the strategy of the devil. But now, let's get back to what you are thinking. Because there are many times when we trust the Lord for something and there's a delay in his answer. Let me put it this way. It's because he sees that there will be progress in your life. You will learn to trust him. You will learn to lean on him. You will learn to depend on him. You will, you will grow more in him. You will grow closer to him. That's why he sometimes delays an answer. But Satan's delay strategy is in order to derail you and to distract you, to deceive you, and ultimately to destroy you. What are some of the causes of delay here this morning? Complaining. Isn't that what happened here? The Jews complained. Even the man complained when the Lord asked him, do you want to get well? Can you remember? Excuses. How many times have you made excuses? Eh? It's another way in which we delay doing things. Procrastination, putting off. How many times have we put off? Doing what we're supposed to be doing. Indecision. It's another one. I hesitate. But I want to challenge you with that verse in 1 Kings 18 verse 21 which is, where the question is asked, how long will you waver between two opinions? Stop being indecisive. Be decisive for the Lord. Step out. Make a difference. Challenge you. I want to motivate you this morning. Make a difference. Step out and touch lives. When was the last time you experienced a God moment? When was the last time, I ask you, you experienced a God moment. The Bible is filled with God moments. Let's start in Genesis. Jacob and a man wrestling with him until daybreak, right before he went uh, out to meet with his brother. Can you remember? Jacob was wrestling with the Lord, and Jacob said to the Lord, in verses 26, I think, of chapter 32, he, Jacob says to the Lord, I will not let you go unless you bless me. That was a God moment. Oh, I long for God moments. I don't know about you, but I long for God moments all the time. I love God moments. I'm excited about God moments. I want it in my life all the time. It was not only Jacob. What about Moses? Moses and the burning bush. We know it was just burning and they wanted to investigate. And then he heard the words. Take off your shoes for the place where you are standing. It's holy ground. God moment. God moment. Can you sense the God moment of Moses? The place you are standing is holy ground, Moses. What about Esther? Standing before the king in the inner court. Esther saying in chapter 4, 
If I perish, I perish. And then in chapter 5, verse 3, the, the king saw her and the king asked her, What is it, Queen Esther? What do you want? Half of the kingdom is yours. What is your request? She stood before the king. That was not protocol. At that stage, you could not just come and stand in the inner court. You had to have had some royal appointment. Those days already, they still have royal appointments these days. Isn't that true? <laughs> and uh, yet she stood there and God undertook. How about you? Where are you standing this morning? Oh, but Hannah, Hannah weeping and praying. We know what happened with Penina. Penina was an adversary and mocking her. You cannot have children, but I, I'm, uh, I can. And here Hannah stands and she, she sits there and weeping and her, her lips are moving, but there's no sound heard. And of course Eli thought that she was drunk. That's, that's, that's what the Bible says there, eh? But then she said, not so, my Lord. I'm pouring out my soul to the Lord. And I poured out the soul to the Lord. Are you pouring out your soul to the Lord this morning? Pour out your soul to him. Pour out your pain. Pour it out on him this morning. Pour out on him what you are dealing with. What you are struggling with, what you are grappling with, pour it out this morning. Paul on the road to Damascus, oh, Paul thought that he was doing the right thing. On the road to Damascus, suddenly he encountered the power of God and the power of God arrested him. It's the only way that Paul could have been stopped and stopped him in his tracks. And radically transformed this man into one of the greatest followers of Christ the world has ever known. John on the Isle of Patmos, oh, think of him, you know, in the Isle, <laughs> on his own, among many prisoners. John was there for doing the right thing. And yet, he had an encounter with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and this radically transformed his life that today we have the revelation of last things, of things to come. As, as the Holy Spirit started to reveal things to John, he could no, do no other but give us a revelation of the last days. A pile of Patmos. That was a God moment. Have you had a God moment lately? I'm almost through. God moments cannot be held in objects or expressions or styles. God moments are just that. Moments when our hearts connect with the awesome presence of the Lord and our hearts connect with his heart and we watch his hand move on our behalf. 
how God chooses to move is His business. We cannot define how we will move or should move. He chooses to move in His own way. Cannot limit Him. Ask you this morning, and I'm through now. Is your relationship with the Lord fresh? Or are you counting on the traditions of the past to carry you through the future? It's not going to get you anywhere. Are you looking for the God moments that He wants you to experience today? And I want to say to you today, that impossibility in your life, inside its uncrackable shell, is an incredible opportunity. Waiting to come to life for you and I. So let us step out this year. Step out of where we are. No longer complacent, no longer excuses. And face the challenges before us. Amen. we are bowed in his presence this morning you know where you need to step out from or what you need to step out from you know where you need to be at this point in time and you are not there won't you this morning and I pray that I pray that we will just corporately pray together here and just pray won't you speak to the Lord personally this morning you can pray loud, you can pray soft, you can pray, just pray. But just bring your life before the Lord. Place your life in His hands this morning. I, and as you do so, ask the Lord to help you to get, step out and get to where He wants you to be during 2023. Let's pray together. Let's just pour out our hearts, one and all. You just pray. Speak to him. Bring whatever it is before him. Bring the pain before him. Bring the disappointments before him. Bring whatever it is that's challenging to you before him. Give yourself wholeheartedly to him this morning. Father, we thank you for who you are. And Lord, we're stepping out. We're stepping out. We want to make a difference. We want to be used by you. But Lord, we want to touch lives for you. We want to be faithful to you, Lord. In 2023. Bless us now, Lord, and continue with us even further. We exalt you for who you are, Lord. We thank you for loving us the way you do. In Jesus' name, amen.